Hello everybody and welcome to Kazcast episode 26. Today we're on the phone with Sasha talking everything surfing so really appreciate your time Sasha, thanks for coming on mate. Thank you Callum, really excited to be here. I love talking about surfing, you, you probably won't be able to shut me up. Perfect mate, that's that's always a good guest, someone that likes talking so yeah, appreciate it mate. Um, so really sort of the opening uh, thing that I wanted to ask you was, you know, what what are your earliest memories of surfing? Because, you know, especially in like the UK and and in England, you know, people, it's not a, a sport that is very well known or, or, or many people do. And obviously, if you live down in Cornwall, a little bit different. Um, but yeah, what are your earliest memories of surfing? Uh, you know, was it something that you watched sort of on TV as a kid and wanted to try? And yeah, how, how did surfing first come about? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one for me. So, so I'm like, I'm 45, and I started surfing at 19. Yeah. And and uh, I live uh, I live near Reading, and so that's like three and a half hours away from surf. And uh, there was no surf on TV at all when I was a when I was a kid. And um, obviously now you've got you know. Uh, uh, you know all, all the all the internet stuff that you can see, but back then you didn't. So no, re- really, I didn't grow up with it at all. My dad was really into football and stuff like that, and I just couldn't kick a ball to save my life. <laughs> and uh, and then I find myself into like sort of individual sports, like uh, like skateboarding and stuff like that. And um, you know, when I was about sixteen, I had a dream. <laughs> Honestly, I had a dream, and I was yeah. surfing. And and I'd never surfed before, and and I actually was surfing along the the green wave and did a turn, and 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 I remember that feeling. And when I actually got to do that, not even the first time I surfed, but probably about three or four years later, when I could actually properly ride a green wave and turn, yeah. it was exactly the same feeling as I as I dreamt. Wow. So so that's a really weird one, but um, but yeah, so so no, but then when, when we. Um, we, I went traveling with a friend of mine after A-levels, uh, a guy called Alan Jones, which is quite funny at the time because yeah. Alan Jones was, <laughs> was a choir boy. Yeah, is that walk, walking in the air walking guy? Walking in the air. Yeah, that's air. right. Oh, mate, he hated that. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so we went traveling. Uh, we did a round-the-world trip, and we, we ended up in Indonesia. And uh, we heard about this island uh, where where there was waves called Nias, and actually Nias is like a, a really serious hardcore surfing destination, you know, even up to today. We had no idea, so we went there, and everyone, all the surfers, were really, really annoyed because the waves were tiny, okay. uh, and for, for us, it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So in in that month, we were there for a month, and it was it was virtually like a wave machine because it. You know, it's a point break. It comes, it hits exactly the same point. Okay, goes along. You, you know, you don't have to get killed by by sets. You can, you know, paddle out to the side and not not get smashed. And I think I think we learned more in that month than I probably did for the next sort of five years yeah. coming back to the UK. I bet. So, um, so yeah, that's that's how I started to to surf. Yeah, I mean, like you say, just having that that wave machine type of uh, experience is that consistency, isn't it? Because Exactly. In the UK, people can try it for the first time and get out there. And if you get out there and it's a really rough day, you know, you can instantly get put off, can't you? By And, you know, you think, oh, no, surfing's not for me. It's just it's just too much hard work. I'm getting wiped out. The waves are too scary. Um, so, yeah, that must have been uh, that must have been a really, really nice experience. So you were hitting those waves and. Like, how were you feeling when when you was hitting that? As you was improving, did you instantly know? Oh wow, this is like a great feeling surfing. I can see myself 
pursuing this after I get back from Indonesia. Yeah, no, exactly. I just absolutely fell in love with it. And what, what we were doing on those small waves was because, um, you know, we, we just didn't have the skills. So what we were doing is was we were ending up taking those waves on our stomach, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 then, and then getting up. But the wave was still clean. So that's that's something you don't really get in the UK, you know, because they were so perfect and breaking along the reef, yeah. um, and um, and and so you know we take it on the stomach and then and then get, then get up and then you still you know you'd, we'd actually be surfing the green wave. I think a lot of people take a long time to get get to the point where they're surfing green waves as beginners here in the UK, yeah. um, and 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 that's really quite hard. But things are are massively changing with wave pools. I guess we'll we'll end up talking about that in a little bit. But um, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a game changer. Cool. So in so in those early days, how were you know how were you improving? Did you have any sort of like uh, you know strategy? Like, how, did you have someone who was you knew that was very good that gave you some tips, or were you, were you literally just you know nineteen twenty and just just getting stuck in? Mate, it was it was it was a nightmare. Really, it was about, <laughs> apart from that that month in Indonesia, which was amazing. Yeah. As I said, I got back to England and I thought I I could surf, and I literally remember paddling out at. Um, uh, Perrinporth in in Cornwall, yeah, and and not even being able to get out the back and going, oh, I, d- I don't know what's going on here, you know, mm. and um, and then it was just a real slog of going to the ocean, paddling out, sometimes not getting out the back, sometimes not getting one wave, um, and for some weird reason, still still up for it and still feeling good. Yeah. mentally not about the surfing itself but about being in the ocean and about being absolutely exhausted and yeah. about being mentally clear after coming back and i think that's really what 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 hooked me so now that i can actually surf i mean it's just sort of exponential in terms of my love for it yeah yeah awesome so when people uh when people are first trying uh, to learn to surf and and when you were first trying you look back what are what are the sort of the main sort of biggest challenges that people come across when when first learning to surf what are those those hurdles and you know like those surf like those milestones that you have to hit in order to improve along the way yeah that's it i mean look you know a lot of people their first surf uh is 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 a lesson and that's fine and 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 that's the right thing to do and that's probably uh not probably that is quite constructive and and useful but then very quickly they'll have one or two of those and it won't even be like a a ski holiday where you go every 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 day for a week right you'll just go once won't you and then you've done a surf lesson and then if you're really into it you might either either buy a a board or you'll hire a board right and then very quickly what people end up doing is 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 buying something that's wrong for them you know and it it typically is something that is just too low volume um because they're they're excited about sort of progressing to something that sort of more resembles like a you know quotation marks a surfer Uh, and 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 and, you know back in the day when when i was when i was learning we didn't even have volume so you know for those people who don't know what volume is i mean it's 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 quite self-explanatory now but i mean we had no idea what it was was you know how much volume is in the board so it's liters it's based on liters so um if you have a very thin board and it's a very short board, you're going to have a very low volume. If you have a, a long board and it's thicker, you're going to have a, a high volume. But if you don't know what that volume is, even, even a board that seems reasonably big, um, if it's quite narrow and, and not that thick, can have a very low volume. And so, you know, people, I, I saw it all the time and I was doing it myself. I was riding boards that were too low volume, even when I could surf. Mm-hmm. And that meant that I wasn't surfing well. 
Um, yeah. So, so even now, I still see a lot of people who've been surfing for years. They can they can paddle into a wave, um, and they're probably quite brave because they have a local spot that they're quite used to, and they can take off on some nasty, you know, some some quite gnarly waves yeah. near rocks or whatever. But they still can't really surf. You know, they're just going along the wave. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's interesting, but yeah, volume is is a massive, massive thing. Now you know, even surf shops now are going. Well, it's not all about volume, and that's true. It's not all about volume. It's where it's placed, etc. But I would say, as a beginner, yeah, it is a lot about volume. Definitely, because it, you know, by having the volume, it gives you, um, I suppose, it gives you room for error. Like if you haven't got the board, like in the exact right position, um, exactly. You know, if you've got that. Because people want that short, you know, they, you know, they look and they watch, you know, like Kelly Slater or whoever, like they watch pro surfers and all got these tiny little boards. Um, and, and that's, it's more of a, a style thing, but, but like I say, you've got, you've got to put the hours in and, um, you know, and get the right, the right board, uh, and the right board for you. What about yeah, exactly. with different boards? What about, uh, for people that, that aren't sure, um, you know, that might've heard terms like, uh, you know, like a short board, long board, mini mail, like fun board, you've got the, the fin board. So um, how do people best match up with these boards in terms of your size and, and weight? What If someone's listening to this and looking to try surfing, what would you recommend like a, a good uh, a good board to, to go for? Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that is a big, that's a massive question. And obviously yeah. everyone's different. But, you know, what I would say is is, is speak to, speak to a good shop you know um and and you know if it's good if if they if they spend their time talking to you and it and 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 it sounds reasonable you know and they're not rushing to get you onto something but of course you know you you would start off and and not everyone does but and i never did and i regret that i i started off on a shoreboard partly because of um nias which was probably the right thing to do but then um after that was you know i got got back to him and just I wanted to ride a shortboard, and that was a mistake. You know, I would definitely start on a longer board. Um, you know, you start off hiring a foamy, you know, a, a board made of foam. Personally, though, I find them quite tricky to surf. I don't think they're very balanced. So the sooner, you know, if it was, I don't know, if it was my friend, I would sort of say, look, buy yourself a, a hard board yeah. after, 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 after you know what you're doing a little bit, you know, after you've done it a few times. But... They just seem to be a bit more stable, but something that's plenty of length, not like a full, really long board because they're they're quite hard to maneuver as well. Yeah. But like a sort of sort of eight foot board, for example. Okay, that'd be you know, yeah, yeah, that's sort of that as a beginner, and then you know progress downwards slowly, but 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 really slowly. And I've definitely made mistakes where I've I've surfed really performance boards before I was ready, and then um, well. Then Firewire came. So Firewire is a, is a company that had a new technology back uh, a while ago, and they're still going strong. They're now owned by by Slater, uh, Kelly Slater, Slater Designs. And there was a guy called uh, Dan Mann. That's honestly his name. <laughs> cool name. Man, yeah, Dan Mann. And he made some crazy, um, not well, it didn't look crazy, but some amazing um, uh, designs. And one was called the Dominator. And I think the Dominator... Yeah. was pretty much what 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 enabled people who already thought they could surf but couldn't surf. Okay. They, you know, they learned to surf on the Dominator, which looked like a shortboard but had loads of volume and was extremely forgiving. Okay. Um, you know, and, and that 
is 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 something that you really need to look at and ask you know ask ask the shop about you know what 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 was could progress me yeah but that are still super forgiving and that I can paddle easily yeah cool so what would you say those um you know those sort of key fundamental skills is what you need to have down um you know if you're making that jump from like a beginner to like an intermediate surfer um and it is tricky to you know to to actually describe that and put that exactly into words you know where you go you go from beginner to intermediate to, to an expert on something um but how would you you know what skills would you say you have to have down because in my experience of of surfing which is uh a, a small amount, but something I, I really, really enjoy doing is one thing people struggle with, and to make that jump up t- to, is actually having the confidence to, to get out the back and not just ride those white water waves that are crashing coming in. You know, and you're laying on your front and you're paddling, paddling. You can see and hear the wave coming, and then you know, then you stand up. It's having the confidence to, to, to go beyond that. Um, so yeah, what advice would you give for somebody to go to that next level where they're not just waiting for those white water to come towards them, but they're actually paddling out, getting further out the back, and you know, and surfing some really good waves? Yeah, yeah, got it. So yeah, there's a, there's, there's there's a number of things. One thing about getting out the back. So what we talk about getting out the back, which is getting through the white water to the point where the waves are not breaking. Yeah. And then you can sit there, as you know, and wait for the right wave to come and the one you want to choose. So, you know, if it's a big one and you don't want to take it, fine. If it's, you know, if it's the, the right size, it's fine. That, that's quite hard to do. And, 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 and if you look at experienced surfers, they're not normally battling out loads of white water lines. They just know where to paddle, where the rip tide comes out. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll use a rip to get out. They'll they'll wait for for the sets to die down before they paddle out. And so it's it's more about knowledge than it is about brute strength. A lot of sort of beginners, intermediates think, oh, I just can't do it because I'm not as strong as the, the 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 better surfers. And that's definitely partly true, but it's not purely true. It's 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 more about knowledge. You can't really fight the sea. Yeah. You can't really fight the ocean. So, you know, asking asking the lifeguard where to paddle out, uh, where the rip is, where this is, where that is, and, 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 and also just looking at someone like, even now, if I'm somewhere on a new spot, I'll, I'll check out someone who clearly knows what they're doing. Yeah. I'll see where they paddle out. Follow them. <laughs> and I'll follow them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, um, so all of those things. And, and then I'm, when I'm out the back, especially on something a bit weird and a bit heavy, some sort of more sort of reefy style things, I say, so, we, we, you know, we, we, where are you paddling back into? And, you know, I mean, people will more often than not give you the answer. They've got to be pretty weird not to actually, <laughs> yeah, to exactly. to actually answer you. Unless you're in so. some sort of like competition with, or somebody feels like they're in competition with you. Because like, it's kind of yeah. that community is, I mean, if sort of, you know, that surf community, and I know you said you used to do a bit of skateboarding. I think it, I think it all fits into that same sort of thing. Um, I had, uh, I spoke to a guy who was um, uh, Mike uh, Mullen, who was a BMXer, and and we spoke briefly about it. And it's kind of that extreme sport, that alternate, you know, not a mainstream sport, you know, like BMX, surfing, and and, and skateboarding, etc. I think it, you know, it's got its own community of 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 really cool people, and 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 it's got a style about it that definitely draws people in. It's about that lifestyle, isn't it? With surfing, not just about riding the waves it's the whole thing that that surfing brings uh, brings to your life 
I think I think it does. Um, weirdly, though, for some reason, I don't really know. I, I feel more like, even though I can't skate well, I feel, and I and I surf a lot better than I skate. I feel more like a skater than a surfer. <laughs> I don't oh, really? really know why. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but but I think it's it, the community in the skate skate world is even bigger. And I think it's because you can sit around a bowl and all watch each other and then tap yeah. the boards when someone does something good. Yeah, yeah. And with you know with the surf, it's um, a little bit harder it, to do that. <laughs> Get wiped out. And, yeah. And, yeah. And you are competing always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and so that that and obviously with wave pools that then again changes. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you said earlier about uh, you know when you first started, um, sort of how exhausting uh, it was when you went out in Perimporth that day and you, and you paddled out. Um, you know that. You know from my experience of surfing and getting in the ocean, that is just one of the most you know the greatest things about it is mm. just feeling that connection with, with with nature and you know you're back to basics there's you and your board and you're in the sea um and there's something really really great about that and and the challenge of it so like in your experience and what you've seen you know what, what do you feel like those main you know the main health benefits as well that that surfing brings yeah i mean for sure the, the interestingly in terms of um, health benefits in terms of fitness, and I'll, I'll get to mental health in a in a, in, in a moment because yeah. I think that's the, definitely the biggest biggest one. Yeah. But in terms of fitness, that is that is a bit of a challenge. And and I was speaking to to a skater recently who's kind of my age, and he said, you know, I, I was I was surfing, but I gave it up because um, um, you know, I feel like skating is very instant. As soon as I get in the bowl, I can you know, I'm, I'm hitting the lip. Yeah. Whereas with surfing, I'm spending like, you know, a two hour session and I've, and I've caught four waves or something. Okay. And, 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 and if my fitness is not up there, um, then, then that makes it very difficult. So it is a weird sport where you have to, with most sports, you, you can get fit as you're doing the sport, yeah. football, skateboarding, skiing, snowboarding. But with surfing, it is, a, it, it, you know, it is the sort of thing that you kind of actually need to be fit first yeah for sure do you know what i mean people don't realize that um you know how hard you know because you know you see it and you see these guys just stand on a board going along a wave it looks very very easy you just think well as long as my balance is okay i'll I'll be all right but you know the hardest bit is just you know paddling out and yeah you know having the skill to get under the waves and jump over the waves and you know and yeah it's hard it's it is hard work and i you know, I suppose you get away with it if you're a beginner and you're getting those, you know, white water waves in and you're keeping it shallow. But if you want to improve, like you say, you have to have a good level of fitness anyway, anyway to get out there and to feel confident yeah, that, as well and to feel safe. Yeah, that's it. No, that's it. And, you know, I mean, I, I would really strongly sort of recommend people to to either talk to some sort of an instructor, maybe even get like a, you can get one-on-one sessions. It's, it, you know, people yeah. don't really do it, but it's not that expensive. And um, and it's so worth it because the instructor will just help you even get out there, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes such a big difference. And obviously, you know, in a wave pool, you can then have, a totally different level of tuition which you can be videoed and 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 you can get take pictures and then then the, the learning is you know absolutely exponential at that point but i didn't answer your question while i was getting to it but, but i don't think I, I, I got 
got to in terms of the, the main um, key milestones. Can, can I come? Yeah, cool. Yeah, that? definitely. Yeah. So, so we, talk, we talked about getting out and that was basically saying that it's not about brute strength, actually. It's, it's, it's more about knowledge. Um, and that is a hard thing to, to, to do. So you kind of really just have to ask and educate yourself and ask people. You can't just work that out yourself. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the milestones, in terms of what you can do and taking the drop on a clean way, which I think you were alluding to rather than just taking the white water. Yeah. You know, it is just water. It, unless you're surfing in 20 centimetres of, of, of shallow reef, <coughs> just go, go for it. The only way to learn is to actually go head first yeah for a number sure. of times but you know i see more people often than not paddling and not catching the wave than yeah. paddling and going head first i think it should be 80 20 percent the other way you should go head first 80 percent of the time you will yeah. learn yeah definitely 10 times quicker you 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 have you have to it's like the equivalent of um you know not dropping in on a you know on a vert ramp for, for skateboarding or whatever not not taking that drop, you know, just like pump into you going up and down the, you know, up, up and down the ramp. But it's that same thing of in the end, like there comes a point where if you are going to improve, you have to take that, you know, that I suppose it's that leap of faith, isn't it? And just, just be like, well, this could end horribly, but I'm, if I want to improve and I really want to get, become a better surfer, I'm just going to have to do it. That's it. And if you have a slightly longer board and a, and a, and a wider board, it's just going to get you in a little bit earlier. Yeah. And also, when you stand up on that board, if you're not in a perfect position with your feet, if, you, if they're too close together, which is quite common with beginners, um, or they're not, you know, balanced evenly, a bigger board will, will, will let you get away with that more. Okay. So what would be some good advice in terms of you're in that position, you're feeling the board go up? and you're ready to pop up but what advice would you give in terms of body position uh, and physically you know pulling pulling that off some good tips yeah so so you know no one talks about i've looked on the on the internet you know i've never seen anyone talk about exactly how you place your hands so you get right. loads of different things you know you get beginners put it dead flat in the middle of the board yeah now, if you have a very long board of course that's what you have to do you've got you've got no choice but if you've got a sort of a slightly narrow board then what do you do personally there's lots of different ways of doing it i like to have my hands on the deck but with just my little finger off the rails if you've got a sort of slightly shorter board yeah because what that does is that you can still then adjust your rails if you need to as you're getting up Okay. Um, and then you've just got to paddle much harder than you think you need to, both with your hands and kicking with your feet. The kicking with the feet doesn't really do much, but what it does is give you that kind of motion forwards. I don't think it really propels you much, but it kind of just gives you that little bit of, I'm, my body is in a motion to get up. Okay, and I guess yeah. after a while, it's that it's that feel, like you, like all things or any sport, you all of a sudden... The more you do something, the less you think about it, and the more you the just get, you, you get a feel it. for it. You just get a exactly. feel of where you need to be. Um, exactly. The, yeah. the only reason I'm thinking about it actually recently is because you know talking to my son about it and stuff like that. Um, and then as uh, uh, because you're right, I'd, I'd started to forget about what I was doing, which is that's that's the good that's a good sign when that's you start good forgetting stuff. about what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then as you as you as you straighten out your arms. Um, what a lot of people do is try and kind of do a press up or kind of like <laughs> yeah. do a do a 
burpee or something but actually if you keep if you keep your hips and your legs and your toes down yeah. and you have your arms straight that's pushing the whole of the board down the wave and it gives you that one second where from that position you can then keep your arms still straight and just pop your feet up it makes it a lot easier yeah. than if you if you kind of keep your chest down and try and lift your whole body at one time that makes sense so that, and you're... That, that's a little tip that actually yeah. you know it might, might sound a bit sort of vague right now but if you if you test that like do a sort of a Upward, is it upward dog on yoga or what yeah um it? like a i know i know what you mean but it's just pushing it's just pushing your your upper body up and then slowly the rest of the body will follow because yeah exactly and it's so that slow stand yeah and the rest of your legs are on the board exactly yeah because you see like you say you see some people just um you know they're on the beach and they're just doing burpees on the board <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's not always uh yeah they go from that just laying position to that pop-up as fast as as fast as possible but and that's yeah. why you'll see a lot of the, the the good surfers look like they're not really paddling and the, the pro surfers because what they've done is they've done a few hard paddles then yeah. they've straightened their arms out but they're still pressing that they're, they're, the, the way they're driving the board is not paddling they're they're, they're they're pushing their momentum down yeah. and then when when they feel that the board is moving then and, and that's something that is just comes through experience is then they just quickly pop their legs up at that yeah. point awesome mate no appreciate that really really good tip that is um so we sort of spoke a little bit about it earlier we spoke about the physical benefits uh, so what about the uh what about the you know the the positive impact it can have on on people's overall you know well-being and mental health yeah, I mean, I, I honestly feel feel sorry for people that don't have some sort of outlet, and people don't, and and for good reasons because they're they you know they they're hard working, they're busy, they've got families, they 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 may not be in a in a in a situation financially they can do stuff. But I don't, I you know, I don't know how people go, and for example, living in I work in London quite often, not all the time, but quite often. I don't know how people can live there day in day out and just not go mental <laughs> you know it's, re yeah. it's really hard it's really hard I and i feel for those people because they don't have a choice to be there so so you know for me um i, I have to do something to, to 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 keep i think to keep uh being efficient in my life <laughs> yeah. uh, you know and 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 happy so you know whatever that is for you if it's stamp collecting then fine if it actually does mm -hmm. it for you great yeah. Um, really, it doesn't matter what it is, but for me, it's it's something physical and for something in in the na in nature and surfing. There's a few things I like doing, but surfing is by far the thing that that I find most gets me closer to to nature. Uh, personally, I, uh, I I believe in God, and it doesn't matter whether you do or you don't. But I feel very you know very much closer in that yeah. situation. Uh, I think a lot of surfers actually surprisingly if you looked at the uh, the statistics a lot of surfers believe in God uh, than, yeah. than, than other sports it's quite funny but I that's think, irrelevant yeah I, but I think that I, I think what that is is that people appreciate you know nature and being out there and it being so beautiful and being so so powerful so, so, so powerful and so us. so connected with it um and it doesn't matter if you're in Indonesia or in the UK or you know you're in Bali Australia or or wherever Hawaii, wherever you're surfing, you know it's that it's that it's that thing of just getting out in the ocean, being connected with nature, and we're just you know we are further and further away from that. You know, it's there's so many distractions yeah. and 
yeah. emails and stuff that we've got to do and you know screens and hooked to our screens and stuff so it's um you know I, I mean I yeah and I really resonate with that I, I haven't found another activity that makes me feel that that good and loose and I'm just sort of you know when I go down to Cornwall for a week I'm very relaxed by the end of the week because it's just you know you it gives like the environment gives you back so much and surfing you know it's great physical workout but like you say for your mental health and it just makes you feel good and makes you smile um it's just something something really sort of primal about it that's yeah that I, I totally agree yeah, that's it. You know, whatever you believe in, whether it's you know, it's 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 nature or it's some sort of spiritual thing, it doesn't matter. But it yeah. it, it is something bigger than us, and and that that's an amazing feeling. Awesome, mate. Um, so if people are listening to this and sort of keen to to start out, um, and we'll go on to the the wave pools next. But if somebody um, you know, has never been surfing, so what spots you know around the the UK or you know in Europe sort of not too far would you sort of recommend uh, that you know people go and check out some good spots yeah I mean so if I mean if you're a total beginner then then you know you want to find yourself in a in a, in a, in a major large beach obviously you don't want a reef break or anything like that yeah. um, and um, and definitely get yourself to a surf school uh, because yeah. um, by, by and large they, they are really good um, I think what we have an issue is is that next step actually of becoming intermediate. We've really got nothing there. Uh-huh. Uh, by the time you get better than an intermediate, then you already got you're talking to people that know what they're doing and you're getting tips from them. Yeah. But the, that intermediate stage is quite hard. So you know, places like Saunton in in, in North Devon is really good. Um, you know, a bunch of beaches in around UK. So even even the beaches that are quite hard, you know, quite good surf you know as a beginner you won't need to go out the back so you can still have fun on those like croyds in north devon or newquay and um yeah in in cornwall um you know those are all you know great beaches but something long and sandy awesome <laughs> that's what you want now i heard, I'll, I'll have to ask you because i've never i didn't even know it existed but i've heard that on the east coast of england which i'm a lot closer to than i am on uh from Cornwall and Devon, uh, but some people occasionally, when the waves are right, um, surf in sort of like Norfolk and Suffolk at Cromer, um, and Cromer yes. seems to be quite popular. Is that something? Is that a place you've been? And no, I haven't. No, look, I've been around the world actually with surfing. Well, Cromer's the the ultimate. <laughs> but I've never been to, to the east of England. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of um, aware of some of the the, the the reefs that are out there. Yeah. I don't actually know the, the the beginner beaches at all. But yeah, no, it's sort of world class waves around there actually, and predominant wind is offshore. But okay. It's 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 not particularly consistent it's just not yeah, consistent no, it's, but it's when good. you go on magic seaweed like you know which is a great uh great website that people can check out where it tells you the waves you know it's normally like zero to one foot zero to one foot and then That's once it, every man. couple of weeks you know it'll be like two to four or four to six you know and, and occasionally that it, it's there so that's uh that's uh, that's cool um that's it, that's you it. said about it's quite there's not a lot in the market for improving as as an in, intermediate um yeah I would surfer. Say there's literally nothing so why yeah why do you think that is is it literally is it just a money thing is it like because there's a lot of money and obviously beginners and people wanting to try surfing but 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 why isn't there some, something for for intermediate do you feel like there's a lot of surfers out there who are sort of st- stuck and plateau and get to a certain level and they just can't seem to improve 
Yeah, I think there's loads of surfers like that. I see that I see them all the time, and um, and and I think it's a real shame. But the, the main reason I think is that if you're a beginner and you're 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 going for a surf lesson, it doesn't really matter what the conditions are because you're you're only going to be that white water in in one foot in one foot deep water, yeah. and it's and, and so that's fine. But as an intermediate, you, you're going to have to 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 surf green waves to to clean waves and green waves as we call them to to improve. And what you need to do is really start understanding how to bottom turn and top turn. Those are the fundamentals of surfing. Okay. Um, you know, without knowing how to get at the bottom of the wave, how to do a bottom turn, which gets you up to the top, and at the top, how to come back down. Without that, you can't do anything. Okay. Um, uh, or you you know you can you can simply ride along the middle of the wave and effectively just kind of wiggle along and and that's it and that, a lot of people do that so another tip if you could because actually i read one one of your posts on your on your instagram page um i think was it for the bottom turn um because obviously a lot of people are you know straight line and and still practicing or not able to surf enough to to improve but if someone's at that point where they want to learn the turns was it was it the bottom turn where you sort of i think i read one of your posts where you described it as a waiter with and trying to hold a, a plate or something as your as your turn yeah, was that right so that's that is but that's a that's a backside bottom turn so you, okay you know yeah. the first thing you would do is is definitely not a backside bottom turn um well not definitely you you'd go you know it depends which whether whether the wave is which way the wave is going okay but you, it's going to be easier for you to go front side so front side means that it's on your toe side so the stomach your stomach is 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 facing the wave rather than your back is facing the wave okay um so so yeah so look on on the on the on the front side um it's very much about going out a little bit further in front of the wave than you think you need to yeah and then crouching down and, and 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 pressing on your toes and um and engaging that rail on your toe side to go back up the wave okay. um as you get a bit more improved you can start trying with your trailing arm to touch the water even if you don't get to touch the water you'll bend down more than you currently do a lot of intermediates beginners are standing too straight yeah and so that's that's what you would do on 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 the front side bottom turn and then on the back side absolutely as you get to the bottom of the turn um you again want to come out in front of the wave a little bit more than you think so almost into the flat water okay. and then you turn you look at the top of the wave yeah. and it's almost like you've got this big round platter in your hand like a serving platter and you're turning to give it to someone so it's you, you know your hands and your shoulders have to be moving in the same direction if you can imagine yeah um towards the top of the wave so it's like turning and giving the tray to someone slightly behind you and that will shoot you right up to the to, to the top of the wave it's awesome. actually a really really helpful thing that must be a hell of a feeling the first time you start pulling those off that must feel like you've really really improved like it just it just opens up a lot more doors doesn't it once you can pull those couple of maneuvers off for sure it's 90 percent of surfing if you look at the world tour i mean that's still 90 percent of what they're doing yeah yeah and they're getting points on it as well um you know and then you've obviously got you know aerials and stuff like that which is on top of that yeah awesome mate um so the uh, the wave pool, uh, which is uh, Surf Snowdonia, um, that's what I want to ask you about, and that's definitely a place I'm really keen to keen to check out. It looks amazing, and, and you know there's a lot of videos that go around on it and social media, so people might be um, 
aware of it. Um, but if, if people are listening to this and, and not heard of it, um, could you sort of briefly explain, uh, you know, what it is, Surf Snowdonia, and, and how different how different is the experience of riding a, a wave in a pool, uh, you know, compared to riding, you know, a wave in the ocean? And, and, and is that, because it's so consistent, is it, is it a good place for beginners to, to start? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it is a pretty amazing place. Uh, um, uh, I, I, it really is. It's, it's about the size of a football pitch. It's sort of a, a rectangle uh, lake, man-made lake. And then uh, in the middle of it is a pier. And what they do is underneath the pier, they use ski lift technology to pull a, a, a like a, like a, a, a foil, like a, apparently it's a foil. I mean, you can't see it, but apparently it's something like that, like that sort of shape. And yeah. then using, they obviously have the bottom of the wave pool in a certain sort of reef format. So it goes very shallow, then it goes deep and shallow, etc. So it pushes all that energy. And, and what it does is that it creates a wave that goes along the pier and you're always surfing towards the pier. So you're surfing between the white water and the pier, which is, you know, between 20 feet and 10 feet, depending on the, where the wave is. Okay. And so you've, you've always got energy. It doesn't dissipate. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's why you've, you, you know, you, you've got a, a, a powerful wave that goes all the way through at the end of that wave, you've got a beginner's base where, which is white water that kind of then reforms into a little bit of green water as well. So it's absolutely perfect for learning to, to paddle in your timing, stand up. Um, you then have the sort of intermediate, uh, sections as well, which are, uh, uh, you know, uh, another good place to sort of dial in your your dropping in kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the advanced wave, which is the drop in, and then obviously a wave, just like a real wave in the ocean. Okay. So it's an cool. it's an amazing feat. I, I when I'm on the wave, I forget it's not real. Okay. You, you know. Yeah. You know, the takeoff is different. Um, is slightly different, and you know, there's no need probably to go into the intricacies of that now. But there's certain little ways of doing it and they, they explain to you you know which direction to paddle etc um but once you're on the wave it feels exactly like a like a mellow reef break yeah um and the reason why it feels like a reef break is that it's kind of got constant power it's not like like a lot of power where it's really shallow and then it sort of gets fat it's just constant okay cool um you've also got the wave as well which is opening in bristol are they doing are they doing anything different to surf snowdonia is it is it a similar setup would is it looking like a you know is it a bigger pool or is there more going on there or is it a similar setup to what they've got in wales yeah that's really exciting i'm surfing it on the 4th of november it's the first day that it opens officially <laughs> well, um so right. yeah i was a yeah. crowd funder about five years ago i mean i just like a hundred quid in or you know something like that and again yeah. a two-hour session um so so yeah on the first day it opens um i'll be surfing that and um it look it's, it's by the same company in spain that do the technology called wave garden and um this is like 2.0 so it's a different it's a different format it's a it's a cove shape so it's like a oyster shell kind of shape uh lake yeah um and it works it works very differently um and actually interestingly enough i've, I've tried to sort of look but i don't exactly know how it works i'm really interested to find out uh, but there what i do know is that there is a little bit of a barrel section on it 
as well, which is uh, cool. super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you can start practicing that, you know that 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 that's going to be amazing. And apparently, they they've got an air section as well, one or two air sections. Cool. So 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 where you can basically hit the lip and 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 it's a good place to project yeah. off the top of the way. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to some awesome pictures on your instagram page don't, of you don't, don't hold your breath about the <laughs> hairs, mate <laughs> yeah oh nice one mate uh, that sounds really cool and so do you see you know be, do you see that just it's a guaranteed winner like it will be popular it, it will do well um you know and do you see more opening up do you think that's uh that, that's something that will start happening and just the overall popularity in, increasing yeah i think so i i was i'm still surprised how many people that 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 i surf with uh, you know uh in in north devon and cornwall are sort of haven't been or haven't tried and are kind of sort of not that into it these are kind of surfers that are decent surfers okay. um and that's that's quite funny to me because actually it's it's a lot better than they realize and i've certainly progressed a lot more than some of the people that that, that have never been over yeah. the last three four years which is really interesting um definitely and, i can see that yeah is it like yeah. is it a is it a thing of like once you've been surfing so long and, and and you are you know you are very good is it a thing of do you think people think that it, it's sort of a bit of a waste of time or they're not going to get much out of the experience um, but actually it's the opposite of that it, the, the waves are perfect and you can have you can have a really great experience even if you're a very good surfer yeah I mean it's hard to say I mean look look the world tour guys are doing it aren't they at at, uh, at Kelly's surf ranch yeah um, which looks amazing know, so, yeah so so um so yeah I think I think it's just uh, people's perception and I think they just need to be more open about it and yeah. uh, I think there is definitely I think some people are a little bit concerned about people getting good and then invading their waves <laughs> yeah like yeah but I think I think he'll take I think as much as it'll do that it'll take people away from waves and plus the the hardcore spots you really need to understand those tides etc and actually you could be a quite a good decent surfer in a wave pool only surfed in a wave pool and it would still take you years to understand how the those yeah. those those tides and those places work and it would still be very intimidating go to go to uh, some of those sort of spots i'm not going to mention yeah, um, yeah you know even if you can actually surf well i'm sure but, yeah you know Awesome, mate. So going, uh, going on to your uh, your Instagram page, and um, which is actually how you know we first we first got in touch because I you know I really wanted to do a podcast based around based around surfing, and um, you know I found uh, I found your page, and so how did you how did you come up um, with, with the idea for the surfboard uh, reviews, and yeah, how did that idea come about, and, and what's the feedback been since you started the page up? Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I purely did the page for myself and, and for no other reason, right? And, um, and uh, you know, I've just been really surprised with, with the response and people just really interested in it. Yeah. Um, and and where, where I'm coming from is, is called at zero, zero ego, as in Z-E-R-O, zero ego uh, board reviews, zero yeah. ego board reviews. So basically the whole, the name suggests is that like, this is, I'm not taking myself too seriously. I'm not a, I'm not a, a professional surfer by any means. And actually what I am is a, a, a middle-aged man 80 kilos plus that, <laughs> yeah. that just love surfing and that, that that's progressing really well and 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 not everyone has the opportunity to be surfing this wave and trying so many different boards and i also realized that 
when I've seen reviews on on boards, because we're all interested, all surfers that are into surfing are interested in new boards, and the reviews that I see are basically someone talking about a board, which is useful, but only to a point. Yeah. And then you know I'll see some sort of twenty three year old with a six pack in America that's professional going, hey, this board is sick and that yeah, yeah. doesn't air, and it's like. Uh, great but what, <laughs> even if i wanted to surf that board what size do i get <laughs> do yeah yeah I mean? yeah yeah so so um uh so basically that's why i wanted and then then also hardly any uh good video footage or photos uh were shown because it's quite hard to get that stuff but obviously at places like surf snowdonia you've got photographers around the around the sides taking photos of everyone so you can easily get photos you can hire them for filming as well yeah. and so you can really get very clear footage and my idea was that i would review different boards uh you know they have demo boards which 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 i've used since then which has been really cool um i've got some boards from from different places to review as well which has been really exciting for me and um what, what what's good about it is that I can review it and then you can see me surfing it along with the other boards that I surf and you can kind of tell if it's bullshit or not because yeah. you know if I'm saying hey this board's really great but actually I'm like you know <laughs> yeah. falling in every second or you know digging the rail then then it obviously isn't yeah. uh, for me and so you know it's been I feel like I've been able to be very very honest because you can kind of see the surfing yeah um and so that's that's where it where where it came about and yeah just i feel like i've really improved by surfing lots of different boards as well yeah um i think there is a time where you shouldn't surf too many in the beginning but once you get to a certain level trying lots of different boards and you know even things like mid-length boards which i've never surfed before they've just given me a totally different aspect on surfing and i love it i love surfing a, a longer board now as well even though you know I'm, I'm now surfing a bit more performance boards um you know i love getting out a uh, mid-length board as well yeah awesome mate i love it and it's such a great page really positive you know like your like enthusiasm and passion for surfing really really shines through and, and i'm sure it'll inspire others to you know just to take it up um and like you say for you personally it's good because it keeps you focused with with yourself and you're challenging yourself by you know using these different boards and and testing them out so yeah it's just a win-win for everyone mate so yeah it's awesome um nice i'm glad you like it yeah it's really really good so what are your um you know what are your future plans for the anything for the page or for your surfing um you know your own goals have you got anywhere you'd love to go and surf or check out yeah and what are your, your general plans for the for the future yeah, look, I, I did a lot of traveling when I was was younger, even though I didn't surf very well, but I would still get out there, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, I've got kids now as well, and, and you know, it now costs four, four times the ticket rather than one <laughs> time yeah. the ticket and stuff like that, and so it's harder to do, but I definitely would like to do a bit more traveling because I feel like that in the last few years I've, I've done much less of yeah uh, uh, for, for my surfing um so so i've surfed a lot of places in the world but uh, i've never done south america so i'm just really keen to get out down into south america and uh, and surf uh, surf down there um and then you know really excited about the wave um in bristol because it is as i said it's a it's version 2.0 um it's going to be very it's a very different wave, uh, even more performance uh, orientated. But you still have lots of sections for beginners as well. So, yeah. so um, yeah, for me, I feel like 
you know, I'm just improving my surfing uh, every, every day. And I think that's a really amazing thing because, you know, I started at 19. I don't think I was, I'm, I don't think I'm particularly natural at, uh, at surfing. And it's just because I, I, I love it that, that, that I've become actually, you know, kind of okay at it. Um, and, and it's just a great feeling. So this is, this is not a uh, kind of a story from someone who's just naturally good at something. <laughs> hey, look, anyone can do it. And yeah. You can do it at any age as well. You know, I see people. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I, I saw a, 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 like a, a boyfriend and girlfriend out surfing in Brighton. I was there for work and they were surfing literally like 30 centimeter wave. I was out there paddleboarding just to get a bit of exercise yeah. on flat water. And he was pushing her in. They were like 20 years old or something. He yeah. was pushing her in and she was so excited and he was so excited for her. Um, and I, you know, I paddled over to them and I said, look, you know, and I'd just been over to Indonesia for a week, actually. Yeah. So I, I had done one of those trips. I said, look, I've been away for a week and I've just not heard anyone as excited as you guys are. It's amazing. <laughs> it just got me really stoked. So yeah, yeah. you can be any level and just and just love surfing. That's awesome. And like, it can be something that you didn't know you would fall in love with. So, you don't, you know, if you Definitely. could be 30s or 40s or 50s, and you've never surfed. Well, try it and you might really surprise yourself. And it might be, it might end up being your thing and something that you actually end up doing a lot. So exactly. yeah, that's really inspiring for people to hear. Good. Awesome, mate. So um, at the end of each podcast, I always go on to the, the areas of inspiration and that's a book that you've read uh, that you'd recommend to others, a film or a documentary that you've watched and then a person uh, that has inspired you. So do you have a book that you would recommend? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of books. It's hard to choose, you know, you know, w- 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 which one, right? But yeah. th- there's one, it's not, I don't know, it's kind of an unusual one, but it's called Angry White Pajamas. And it's by a guy called Robert Twigger. Um, and um, w- what it's about is that it's this English guy who, 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 who it's, uh, I mean, it's it's not fictional. It's, uh, it's uh, um, you know, it's, it's a factual book. And... Um, he, he, he moves to Japan to teach English and he's living in this tiny flat with two other guys and they're just like literally just slobs. They didn't, they're doing nothing, you know, and they get fed up of it. So what, what they decide to do is this uh, Yoshikan Aikido. Yeah. And, and uh, then they find out that you can, you can become a black belt in a year if you do it every day, if you give your job up <laughs> okay. and, yeah. uh, and, and you do it every day. It's like, I don't know, four or five hours a day and you do some weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. So they, they, they decide to do it. And I think, uh, you know, two of them fall out, but he carries on and, 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 and completes it. And actually, and I, I, I like, uh, I like mixed martial arts and, uh, uh, I do Krav Maga myself, so it's yeah. a bit interesting for me for that. But it's not really about the the fighting at all. What, what's really interesting is his sort of, um, uh, you know, anecdotes and understanding Japanese culture. Because I, I love I love Japan. I had some friends at uni that were Japanese, and and I was always been fascinated by 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 Japanese culture, but never really understood it. Yeah. And uh, I think that book really gives you some really interesting understanding uh about the 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 japanese uh japanese culture and um yeah it's really fascinating that sounds really cool and such a different book and that's what i love about this out of the so this is episode 26 and i've never had the same book um one you know twice so it's really really cool um love that mate really good uh what about a film or a documentary that you've watched yeah i i actually love uh, documentaries i watch documentaries all the time but the 
but but when when I when I when you asked me that, and uh, it actually was a film that that came to mind rather than a documentary, and it's Brazil, um, mm. and it's written and, and directed by Terry Gilliam, um, and. Um, I don't know what it is. It's nineteen eighty-eight or something. Uh, it's a really, really old film, but it's it's basically like a, a, a it's a futuristic film. It's a satire of a, a bureaucratic, dysfunctional industrial world. Um, and I feel like we're really living it now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it and it's just such an amazing, it's just such an amazing film. Um, that 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 sort of just portrays how crazy life is but still hope as well yeah. uh but yeah i mean definitely and i watch i i never watch films twice but i i watch that every sort of five years i watch it oh well so that must be good awesome cool nice one mate and what about a person now uh, this inspired you is this now is this someone that that uh, you know that that people know or is this someone that, that <laughs> it's true you know what i just leave um and if you've got a couple of people that's cool i'd just leave it up to uh uh, you know to you i mean you could yeah it could be somebody like in in your personal life or it could be somebody who's inspired you through um surfing or just someone you know who you'd love listening to or watching on youtube it could be anyone it, that maybe somebody could jump online and check out um th themselves as well but whatever whatever's personal to you mate whatever you want to say is cool Oh my goodness! I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to disappoint you because they, they can't check this. <laughs> they can't <laughs> no, check that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter um, because a lot of people will say family or friends or whoever. So it, that's yeah. it. Doesn't have to be, but whoever you want, well, it can be someone you well, know look, or someone you don't. Yeah, look, it's, it's two people. One, one, you know, everyone knows this person. I'll give you very quickly that, and then it's a personal person, personal friend of mine, but which I'll talk to you about in, in a second. But. Um, Obama is is one, and it's a very obvious one. But it's not for the obvious reasons. I mean, yeah, he was, you know, I think he was, you know, did a really good job. But the reason why I think uh, he's such an amazing person, and I'm sure, you know, he made lots of mistakes as well, obviously, like everyone does. But what a tough job! Oh to, yeah, it's an impossible to come, job to to come anywhere near looking yeah. like you've done a good job. And I yeah. can't think of anyone that's come out looking like they've done a decent job and tried hard yeah. uh, as much as he's done and especially where we are today in the UK and, and in the US it's just a crazy so uh, so yeah so him for, for, for with, with, with regards to just what a difficult job he had yeah <laughs> and, and how, how well he tried at it he could have done with um, a bit of surfing that would have helped him <laughs> uh, yeah I think so yeah. he's from Hawaii as well yeah he, you he's... know body surfing fair enough but, yeah yeah, I think he'd have to get on board a bit more. yeah. Um, and then the 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 other person is is is, is a, a, a lady called Geneva Bahrain. She's thirty five, and um, um, so I think of her as a daughter, except for she's only ten years younger than me. So that's okay. not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> actually possible. Yeah. But I mean, you know, she she has had. Uh, she's a friend of mine, but she has had such a difficult, uh, you know, childhood. And most people, I think, that would have had that would have, uh, you know, been broken, which would not have been their fault or, 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 you know, addicted to drugs or whatever. But she has just become this just force of nature that is just, just unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's just taken on three kids that are brothers and sisters that, that she's looking after. And, they're just doing amazing things and just I just think she's amazing. So yeah. you know, um, she's tougher than, than than anyone I've ever encountered in 
in in uh, in my Krav Maga class or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. yeah. It's just it's a different, like you say, a different level of uh, of, of toughness. Yeah, that's um, yeah. yeah, that's really cool, mate. That's it. Thank you very much, and just keep doing what you're doing because, like I say, I, lo- I love the page and. Um, I really feel like your page will inspire people to take up surfing and you know like we spoke about earlier like bridging that gap for them intermediate surfers so you know you're helping beginners you're helping intermediates and as long as it makes you happy mate and it really looks like it does you look like you love surfing that will definitely rub off on other people so yeah good luck with it and I just really hope uh, yeah yeah, just keep doing what you're doing thanks mate and um, yeah you know thanks for the the, the the podcast they're amazing I've, I've i've listened to more than half of them now oh, man. and they're, cool. they're, they're they're really really good so so really enjoying them yeah i appreciate it yeah really appreciate that mate so yeah thanks for coming on sasha take it easy mate thank you mate cheers bye bye cool guys i hope you enjoyed the episode and i'll catch you on the next one